You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaterski, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Statman. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I, as always, am EZD, your main man with the plan, and I am joined by my buddy Tito, host of Hold That Thought, the newer podcast in the world of podcasts. Tito, what's going on, man? Jazz, pleasure to be on, man. It's been an honor. It's an honor. You know, it's a long time coming, but I appreciate you having me on. Anytime, my man, you know, I love bringing on guests and having people uh, come in, especially, you know, other guys that want to talk, you know, talk up their show, talk up what they're doing. Tell us about, tell us about your show, man. Tell us about Hold That Thought. Hold That Thought podcast. I started in April with a buddy of mine, uh, Angel. And uh, it's basically, uh, we like to say it's a podcast about everything and nothing at the same time. So it's just, we're, we're all over the place. We go from movies to music, to sports, to one chip challenges, everything across the board. We like to just spice it up a bit and not just stay in one lane, but it's fun, man. I enjoy everything I do with the podcast game. Yeah, it's it's a good time. It sounds a lot like uh, my show here on the network, Common Debauchery, with I'm, I'm sure somewhat, some people who are listening to us uh, tune into every week. So yes, uh, the, the podcasts about nothing are, are always a lot of fun because you never know. They are. Take you, so, uh, Absolutely. The, the one chip challenge, huh? how'd that go? Uh, it was horrible. It was horrible. I, I, you're supposed to uh, eat the chip and then not drink anything for five or 10 minutes. I didn't last two seconds, yeah, two seconds right. in. I was, it's my mouth is blue. It's, it was horrible, man. Yeah. And coming out the other end the next day did not oh. go so well. So yeah, oh, that's tough. Hate to be well, graphic for those. Uh, <laughs> listen, we, I mean, the, the, this is not that kind of show. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you know you've tuned in long enough yes um, so where where can people tune in to catch you on hold that thought where um hold that thought we're on youtube uh we got a video podcast you can catch us on youtube at hold that thought podcast and we're on all streaming platforms across wherever you listen to your podcast spotify apple music uh deezer anchor wherever wherever you get your podcast from we're on there awesome love to hear it Appreciate the plug. Uh, no problem. That's what, you know, people helping the people. It's what we do. People did it for me. I'm happy to do it for a friend. So uh, first things first, let's get down to business here. Uh, it got announced today. Josh Allen listed day to day with the elbow injury. There was a lot of talk about this one. Uh, I saw a lot of doom and gloom on it. Uh, even guys in the baseball world who understand UCL injuries and stuff like that. Oh, it's as soon as people said UCL. Oh, it's Tommy John. He's done for, you know, nine to 12 months. And it was, it's not even close. Um, you know, he's listed day to day, unsure if he'll play this week, but, uh, definitely dodging a bullet with this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's such a huge loss if he's not there. I mean, you're talking about a guy that accounts for 92% of our touchdowns, which is number one in the league. And you're talking 82% of all total yardage. Like it's, right. it's a huge blow to lose somebody like Josh. He's a king and savior of our of our team. But, um, I think it's, uh, it's similar to the injury. If I'm not mistaken, isn't it the same injury that he had in his rookie year when he missed four games? Yeah, pretty close. It's uh, I... pretty close to the same thing. It's just really the, the difference may just be the level of severity, the severity of it. Yeah. I'm, I heard it was a minor tear. I'm not sure how true that is, but, um, um I looked it up just before we got on and it, it's being described as just a sprain right now. A sprain. Okay. Well, that's good news. Yeah. So that's, yeah, so I, that's a big deal for sure. Yeah. Very big deal. It's very concerning, uh, especially when the play happened. You've seen him rubbing his elbow and then the one throw. He still managed to throw the pass to Davis for 69 yards in the air. Yeah. Which is uh, that, and remarkable. That was, that was uh, I, I took to Twitter to say that one. I, I mentioned it earlier this week uh, when I did the two point conversation episode that I do on Tuesdays for discussion topics. Um, you know, anybody who knows anything about throwing and UCL injuries and stuff like that, like when you watch a pitcher throw and end up tearing his UCL and needing Tommy John, you see him throw one and he kind of like, one of two things happens. He kind of like looks down, like kind of the stuff that Josh was doing, like Ray looks down, like kind of like flexes his hand a little bit, like, oh, that's mm-hmm. I'm going to give it one more shot. Then he throws one 
and walks off. He knows it's, you know, he either airmails it to the, you know, to the backstop or he dirts it at 40 feet and he just, he just knows, or that just happens, right? Like you just reach back yeah. and one go and you're just like, Nope, that's it. And for Josh to make the throw that he made and just kind of flex his hand and stuff and kind of rub his elbow a little bit and then drop a 69.9 yard pass, yeah. which is the longest air ball in six years. That's you nuts. don't do that. You don't do yeah. that with needing Tommy yeah. John. That's not, you know, it's not a thing where like, well, it's not going to get worse. So just let it hang and we'll fix it when we fix it. Like, no, that is an injury that is it, like you're done. You know, as soon as it happens, you know, immediately. So, yeah, the people that were doom and gloom about it, I was like, it's not, it's not that bad. Be- that throw tells me it's not doom. So yeah, yeah, I don't think it's doom, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of him sitting out a week or two, yeah. maybe to just heal it a bit. You know, if we could go, even if we went zero and two, but I think we can go one and one with with the. I, I, maybe we go two and zero. Oh. I mean, Case Keenum's a pretty good backup. Yeah, you know, there's a reason why they brought him in, and. I think that uh, he's very valuable to us, especially in this situation where he might have to be thrusted into the driver's seat with an offense that I think that he's somewhat familiar with, especially with Diggs, you know, dating back to his Minnesota days to Miracle in Minnesota. So, but yeah, it's concerning as a Bills fan, you know, you, you, you hold your breath whenever you hear any injury when it comes to Josh Allen. So it's, yeah, it's, but hopefully Hopefully it's not as big as they say, but like you said, throwing a ball 70 yards in the air right after and just rubbing your arm a bit, uh, probably just some soreness, I guess, that he's dealing with. Well, you know, and they, uh, one of the things he did say is when he was asked about it in, in the post game, he said he had a little bit of, you know, a little, a little pain and a little soreness in his elbow. And, you know, um, I, you, you would say like, oh, he's not going to come out and be like, yeah, it was really you know, really hurting, but we're also talking about a dude who came out and said, yeah, I played like shit, literally yeah. verbatim. Literally, I yeah. played like shit. I don't think he was in the mood to mince words there. I think he was being honest. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Schefter. I think I saw on Twitter, basically it was a him or Rappaport. We're basically breaking it down and saying like, listen, this is going to come down to, uh, can he grip a football and can he throw without pain? You know, or can he tolerate the pain? Can he grip a football and can he feel his hand? Those are going to be the three big things that, uh, are going to determine whether or not Josh plays. And I'll tell you what, uh, there, if, if they, if he, if he says I can go with He's, coming off the tough loss, I think you'd be hard pressed. Uh, you're going to need to like tie that man down to something to keep him off the field. If he thinks, I agree. Play. Yeah, I, I agree. Now you're talking with the UCL injury that, that, that involved nerves that that involves nerve damage. Uh, it, it can, it depends on, you know, cause you, you could end up with a nerve impingement. Um, and a lot okay. of times, you know, that's when you start talking about like losing feeling in your fingers, stuff like that. Uh, but generally speaking, if it's just a sprain, you know, there, I, I, I don't think they would have called it just a sprain if there was nerve issues. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if, if Josh was dealing with any loss of feeling, any, you know, tingling sensation lingering in his hand stuff like that, you know, usually when you see a guy like flexing his hand like that and then, you know, rubbing into his forearm the way he was, that's what he's getting after is he's trying to like, you know, it's the same thing like when you when you roll your ankle really bad or, you know, mm-hmm. you twist your knee, but you don't, you don't tear anything. You know, what do you do? You're rubbing your knee, you're rubbing around it to try to like, you know, like just get that feeling through and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Um, you know, and you're usually either above or below the injury site, at least in my, you know, I mean, truth be told, I actually messed up my UCL over the summer uh, being an idiot and pitching in a game for the first time in three years. But, oh, man. Um, yeah, you know, I, I did. That's what I did. I threw it. I was like, that didn't feel right. Threw another one. Went, yep, I'm done. If I throw one more, I'm going to rip the whole damn thing. And I just, you know, just the whole time just sitting here digging at the elbows, digging at the, you know, around the site and stuff and, you know, flexing the hand. I, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, eh, that's not good. Then I saw the ball leave his hand and I was like, mm, that's better than it probably. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, uh, I, again, you're going to have to tie this dude to the, to the rafters if he, if you're going to tell him he ain't playing and he thinks he can. So, uh, fingers crossed. And if he, if they let him play, you know, here's the hoping that he stays, stays healthy and stays upright. Um, and again, if, if, if he's day to day and it's really not that bad, I, I wouldn't be opposed to letting him, you know, sit out a game and at least, and let it, let it heal, let the swelling go down and, you know, really heal up. But, uh, that being said, let's break into the bills Vikings game, uh, Vikings sitting at, I believe seven and one, if memory serves, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, sitting at seven and one, probably the yep. most forgotten about seven and one team in the league. And, yeah. you know, coming to Buffalo and might be playing Josh might not. What do you got? What do you got on this game? 
I I like the Vikings. I like the Vikings as a team, but I saw a stat, and if this is true, um, if Josh Allen were not to start on Sunday, it'd be the fourth team that they are facing this year where the opposing team doesn't have their starting quarterback. Yeah, they're the the reason they're the most overlooked seven and one team in the NFL is the only good team they played beat them. Yeah, and which team was that again? Uh, let me pull it up here just so I have it have it handy. I just went over this the other day. Uh, so they beat up the Packers. They lost to the Eagles. They and, and this is the thing: a, a four point win against the Lions, a three point win against the Saints, a was that six seven a seven point win against the Bears, uh, a six point win against the Dolphins without Tua, a seven point win against the Cardinals. And a three-point win against the Commanders. Those aren't impressive teams to be beaten by no. one score. No, I agree. I agree. I think that uh, they get caught up in a, a schedule situation where it's kind of an easy thing for them going through. And I, I personally think that this matchup, especially coming into Buffalo, I think that it uh, helps us. I think it gives us an advantage because I feel that our offense is way more powerful than their defense. Even with Case Keenum at the helm, I, I I feel that I feel completely confident in our offense to drive the ball down the field against the Vikings defense. But the Vikings offense is nothing to be nothing to mess with, you know. Like don't get me wrong, they have had been some teams where by one score that teams they should beat up on. But you're talking about Justin Jefferson, who arguably top three receiver in the game, Dalvin Cook, older brother of our running back James Cook. Uh, really good running back Kirk Cousins is he does these things where he has these great years and these great stats and you just like how like you read these stats from the year before I think he had 33 touchdowns seven interception 97 QBR over 4,000 yards I'm like that's a great season but it's like because it's Kirk Cousins nobody gives nobody gives gives a crap you know what I mean right and it's and it's always in the contract year yeah, are always went always in a contract always. year. I mean, what he he got franchise tagged like back to back to back years. It then felt he, like five years in a row. I felt yeah, like then, he, then he got Washington. like a one a one year prove it deal. Got franchise tagged again somewhere, and then he finally got he's gotten what two contracts now with the Vikings. I think like, it, but every time he's up for one, he has one of those years, and you're just like, and he is he's fantastically average. Yeah, that's what it. That's perfect way to put it. Yeah, just fantastically average. It's just I I don't I, I don't get it sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I heard I heard a fantastic fantastic exam or uh, uh, theory on this that there it is the Kirk Cousins Ryan Tannehill line that if you have that guy you are stuck in that fantastically average quarterback purgatory where you, you you're you can't really move on because you you can't move on from him because are you going to find better I don't know. Like who's better than him? Well, guys that are at the top of the league. Your Josh, yeah. your Rogers, uh, Mahomes, Brady in his prime. I mean, those are the dudes you're talking about. Like, so, so do you like, or you're getting another guy kind of like him, like a Derek Carr, you know, like a Matt Ryan in his later in, his, in the last couple of years. Guys like that, Carson Wentz. Can we put Stafford in that category? Absolutely, we can. Especially, yeah. especially this year. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. Jared Goff, you know, how, mm-hmm. how, how much higher are you getting from than what you're getting from him? And are they the answer? Or do you risk taking a rookie where, I don't know, maybe you get Josh Allen, maybe you get Josh Rosen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, so, yeah, so you just Rosen. have, you just have that quarterback purgatory line. That is Kirk cousins. Fantastically yeah. average. Never going to pro- probably never going to take you to the promised land. But he's going to have you in the conversation every year. Conversation every year. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, he's going to put up Pro Bowl numbers. But I don't know, man. When it comes to prime time, <laughs> that guy seems right. to and fold. It, and, it, and at some point in the like in going into the postseason, you're going to have to play in the prime time. Yeah, like, exactly. even, if, gonna... even if you get lucky and you get the early game every week, the Super Bowl is in prime time. You're yeah. never going to win the big one with this dude. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100 percent. But uh, I, I like I said, I I. I think Bills. I think Bills win a close one. If Allen's in the lineup, I think that we. I think that we show them, show the world exactly what kind of team the Vikings are. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think uh, if we don't show them, I think you know they got another one, another tough one next week. I believe I took it down already, but I'm pretty sure it's the Cowboys, maybe. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, they got back to back tough tests finally. So we're going to find out exactly who they are. Uh, speaking of staying on a streak here, Thursday night football. Oh my God! Amazon paid all this money, and they've Stinker. had one good game. I got to watch the Falcons play the Panthers and the Panthers oh are in the midst of an epic tank, a, a tank the way we've never seen a tank. Yeah. Literally burning it down. I'm shocked they haven't burned the stadium down and moved. That's the <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's it's so bad. I mean, you know, it's so bad when you're congratulating a throw by PJ Walker in a loss. Right. And not for nothing. That was a dime. I mean, oh, that yeah. was an amazing oh, yeah. throw. And then, but, um, and then you got benched for Baker again. Yeah, he's going back to the practice squad, and now Baker's starting. Oh my god! I, I, I said that it couldn't get worse than the Colts Broncos Thursday night game, but then the opposite week it got worse. Yeah, uh, it's just I just I Amazon Prime said hold my beer. Oh my god, they and, they dropped the ball with this one, man. And here, Panthers and Falcons. Here's the worst part. The Falcons should be doing what the Panthers are doing and burning it down, but they're staying relevant and they're they're gritty. They're actually in second place with the same record as the Bucks. This is that's, this is insane. This is like the Falcons. Division, Marcus Mariota could win a division this year. <laughs> oh man! Like the thought of that. That division is not playing well at all. Right, and the and the Bucks are playing the Seahawks this week, which is going to be the next game we talk about. It's happening in Germany, which is a, a like something that levels the playing field. But the Bucks have been bad, and the Seahawks yeah. are playing good. We could be talking about the division-leading Falcons standing alone after this week. Unless, yeah, that's, they, unless they lay an egg on tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We're, we're, tomorrow night, we're tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, we're probably going to be talking about a 12-9 game because that's what yeah. football is. It's a field goal. It, it's, it's a soccer match. Where the goals yeah. are worth more. Yeah, it's going to be just a bunch of punts, just, you know, Pat McAfee in his glory. And and it's just going to be, I, man, I don't, I, I stinker. I literally wrote that down. I wrote Thursday night stinker, Falcons versus Panthers. <laughs> that's, that's all I had for it. Yeah. It's so, uh, Jeff Bezos, man. You dropped the ball with this one, man. You're not. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough year to throw that kind of tough money. Year. Uh, I'm taking the Falcons in this one personally. I don't know about you. I take I'm taking the Falcons as well. Is it's at Atlanta, right? Uh it's in Carolina. Carolina. Still, yeah, I'm still gonna go with the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't they're think they're gritty. They're gritty. They are. They are. And gritty. Uh, good good to see Cordell Patterson back and you know picking up where you're Oh, left huge left fan left of him. Absolutely. Huge, love love huge watching fan him. of him. Uh moving on to the Seahawks Bucks game in Germany. Uh the first NFL game in Germany, I believe, if you know my calculations on that are right. Uh Tom Brady and the Bucks don't look good. And the Seahawks, uh, listen, they, one of the, I love, I love hot mic moments. I love, you know, the, the, the candid dude, just being honest and Geno Smith coming out saying, everybody wrote me off, but I didn't write back is one of my favorite lines. Like, oh, it's, it's classic. And all we're hearing every week when he comes out and plays well is still haven't wrote back. Still, no, haven't wrote he, back. He, he ain't right back. He ain't right back. No. <laughs> no, this this is every year uh, or every week. Stefan Diggs yelling at the crowd that he's him, that I'm him. Like, yeah, that's, that's every and and it's it, it's hard not to root for Gino. It's it's hard not to root for him, especially in those situations. I think that uh, with the way the Bucks are playing, it seems like they can't block anybody. Tom Brady has no time to throw, and when he does, he looks off. Doesn't seem on the same page as with his receivers, as if it's the first year he's played with these guys. When it's their third year together, it absolutely makes no sense. But um, I mean, he did have a good drive last week where it was forty-four seconds. That that looked like a little bit of the old Tom Brady, especially with the rookie tight end. I was it Kate Kate Otten. Kate Otten had a big yeah big game. Is he is he a rookie? I'm not sure if he's a rookie, but I know he's a new player. And um, yeah, I actually think. I'm going to take the Bucks on this one because Ooh. of what you said of the neutral playing field. I kind of think that that momentum from the drive that they had last week maybe lit a fire. I could be wrong, but then again, you know, with Tom Brady and him hugging Byron Leftwich at the end, talking about, I still got it. I still got it. So 
I'll know, tell we'll you what, a dude like Tom Brady, who's been doing it at that level for as long as he has, the worst thing you can give him is a little bit of confidence. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. you know, you're you're right. That may be that no, one, that little boost, you know what that, I mean? That little glimmer, that little bit of hey, something clicked. And you know what? 44 seconds, we gotta move. Maybe, maybe he finally shut his brain off. You know, I was gonna make a joke about maybe the maybe the man's gotta go out and get laid, but yeah. Uh, you know, I listen. What is it? The, the slump, the slump, uh, slump buster, slump buster. There you go. Listen, you it, know, <laughs> it worked for Tiger Woods. He, you know, he was tapping a Denny's waitress when he was married to a model. And he was playing the best golf of his life. Maybe Tom was figured out, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, maybe, maybe that 44 second drive that really, you know, he didn't have time to think, didn't have time to process. He just let, he just let himself be him. Uh, maybe that's what it took. And who knows? Maybe that was a light bulb moment. I like that take, man. I do. Seahawks, Seahawks taking a long, long time. Like, I mean, they're going to Germany from the other end of the country. And where did they and, just play last week? Did they play at home? Uh, let's see. Seattle. Here. Uh, they were in Arizona. Arizona. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, they're either way. You're traveling yeah. from the United States. So yeah, it's not like you played in New York and you decided to hang out. Yeah. Um, so and that's a nine o'clock game. Nine eight nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. Are we? Are, are you a fan of the nine o'clock games? If I have the whole Sunday off, yeah. Like if okay. I if, if I got stuff to do, um, you know, and I'm running around, I really couldn't. I really don't care. I I enjoy being able to roll out of bed, wake up, and turn on football. That is the best. That is. I mean, you can't argue with that. It it does get frustrating if if it's a game I want to see and I have stuff to do in the morning before the Bills game and I I'm like, yeah I can't really watch that so that's annoying but football all day I'll never argue with. Yes, yeah, I agree. So yeah, I like the Bucks. Uh, I like the Bucks in a close one. I think Seahawks. Seahawks are a good team. I'm it, it, Gino. What these guys are doing, Gino just seems to be a new quarterback. I I I'm seeing him make throws on on the, going to his going to his left on the run, just. I don't know, man. I don't know what kind of offseason program he went through, but whatever it did, it worked, and he looks really good. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you know what it is? He's not trying to do too much. You know, he's not trying. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was a lot of the issue in New York was he, he a lot was expected of him, and now they're not asking him to be a guy that he's not, and he's doing really well with it. Um, yeah, and the rookie running backs really good. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the third, he's he's exploding. You know, so. It, it's it's starting to seem like him and DK are getting on the same page, which could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a good team. That's a team. That's a team I wouldn't sleep on. That's like one of those dark horse teams. Like, I don't know if you want to play those guys at in Seattle. That could be a tough one. Yeah, that that's definitely if you got to play in their house in a playoff game in a in a year that they it's weren't even supposed to be relevant. Oof, look out. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, speaking of teams that aren't relevant, the Lions, who I love. I want the Lions to be so good. And that, that offense, at one point, you were like, okay. And the Bears, who aren't good. And they're yeah. not, they weren't supposed to be. But uh, Justin Justin Fields comes out and making plays. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of Justin Fields. I, I like his game. I've been a fan of Justin Fields since his Ohio State days. And I, I just think the situation he is is just kind of – it it kind of sucks, but I think that he makes good plays. I mean, he had a sixty yard rush against uh, what was it Miami last yep. week? Yep. Did you see the clip of uh, Mike McDaniel telling him just stop scrambling, man? Just stop scrambling. I listen, <laughs> Mike McDaniel. It, whenever I see him on my screen, I want to punch him. <laughs> really? Oh, I hate that dude. I despise <laughs> that dude. I just I think he's an idiot, I, and that's. Yeah. The, just the, the the stuff that he says just doesn't make sense. I so, he just seems like he's stoned the entire time he's talking. That's in my eyes. It just seems like he's stoned the entire time he's talking, coming up with these sarcastic comments. At first, when I saw him in San Francisco, I thought it was funny. But then when you sign with the Dolphins, I'm I'm forced to not like you. So, like I this that dude reminds me of the guy that is. He's like the IT guy who has a Twitch channel for his him playing Madden. That's, <laughs> that's just what he reminds me of. And average averages one point six viewers. Yeah, <laughs> like, but, but thinks he's the funniest dude on the planet. Like, they, yeah. oh my god, it, it's so funny. Uh, but we'll get to him in a minute when with them playing the uh, the Browns coming up. But yeah, man, I 
I want Fields to do well. I do. I, I like him, the, you know, kind of the way I like Hurts. It, it's it's that new era of quarterback that's playing. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy that can, Big fan. The guy that can play, and um, he's really in a tough spot there, you know. And I I think he he was the type of guy I think would have benefited from maybe sitting behind someone for a year or two, uh, just to learn the speed of the game. But now that he's got a feel for that, I don't know, man. Put a defense on the field that can slow someone down, and you know. Give him, give him some weapons. Give him some weapons, yeah, do. man. I mean, I, I mean, Darnell I, Mooney's a really good receiver, but it just seems like the game script and the game plans they come up with. I mean, he's throwing ten to fifteen times at most, yeah, per game. Yeah, and it, it's basically we want to keep the clock moving, keep your offense off the field, and just try to try to eke out tight ones, and they're not doing it because they're the Bears. And the Lions are built the other way. They are like, we're going to score 50 and hope you only score 49 on us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a complete opposite. <laughs> Unstoppable force meets the immovable object. No kidding. I mean, and <laughs> the, the Lions, and I, when we talked about our, when we did our, our division previews, I, we talked about the Lions. I, I said it flat out. I said, this team went to put the pedal to the metal on offense and hope they beat you in a barn burner. And then they, the problem was, Swift got hurt. Amon Ross St. Brown's been having trouble staying on the field, and that offense doesn't look as high powered anymore. And you're starting to struggle because your defense is, you may as almost I, flip a coin. You get a field goal or a touchdown. If you get a touchdown, if you call it right, you get a field goal. If you don't, and we'll try to beat you. That's what they, that's the, the style of football they play. Uh, and when your offense doesn't work and doesn't click, it's hard to win football games, which is why they're as down in the standings as they are. But uh, divisional games, man, they're tough. They're always, always tough. Yeah, yeah. No matter what the records is, I, I every division game, no matter what the division is, it's always a close game. You know, you have your your blowouts here and there, but for the most part, it's always an intense game, rivalry. These guys don't like each other. They play each other two times a year, and they just – it's always something good, especially with us when we play our division rivals. So, yeah. But – I like um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Bears in this one. I think the Bears, I think their defense uh kind of slows down golf in their offense. And I think the Bears offense, I think Justin Fields has I wouldn't say uh a career game, but I think he has a great game. I like say it. a great a great fantasy game. Let's say that. I'm I'm taking the Lions here and I'm saying this game pushes 60 to 70 points being put on the board. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm taking like a 35, 33 lions W. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, now we're going to talk, uh, the, the Browns who I, I don't even know. I don't know what to make of the Browns. I don't want to think about the Browns. Uh, they're a good team. It's, I, I I think they're a good team, but we obviously know what the downfall is to that team, and it's yeah. the quarterback. Well, and I mean the their uh, their defensive front makes up for their shortcomings in the secondary. That their, is true. Their running game makes up for their shortcomings in the passing game. Like they they are very balanced for being for as unbalanced as they are. Yeah, you know, um, your passing game improves because people are so worried about that two-headed monster in your backfield. Your secondary looks better because quarterbacks don't have time because of how good your front is. And it's kept them around. They're Yeah, they're three and six, right? No, uh, three and five, but three and five. Okay. You know, and I'm I'm sitting here looking to like or they're on the outside looking in, but I mean, they're looking up at the Bengals, they're looking up at the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Jets. Uh, as far as like fighting for, you know, wild card playoff spot, they're a half game behind the Colts who have a tie. And I mean, uh, imagine being the Browns and getting edged out of a playoff spot by the Colts because they tied the Texans. Mm. Wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want that to be me. Yeah, that's 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 tough. You know, they're they're going up against uh, the kind of offense that they are either built to stop or get shredded by. There is no, there's not going to be no in between on this one. Uh, the Browns defense is either going to get to Tua and get to Tua quick to make up for the shortcomings behind them, or they're not, and it's going to be just those a hill and waddle show. Yeah, it's going to have 150 yards each. Yeah, and I saw a stat that uh, Tyree Kill has over 
four games over 160 yards this season, and there's four games combined throughout the rest of the teams in the NFL. Yeah. So it's it's ridiculous what those two receivers are doing. I mean, hate to bring up fantasy, but it's you can start Hill and Waddle on your same team, and you still might be okay going through the season. Yeah, which and, is just insane to me. Yeah, and and most guys wouldn't start two receivers from the same team, even on even with bye weeks mixed in. But you can yeah. do every week with those two because the one's going to get the yards, and the other, the other one's going to score twice. Yes, exactly. And it's 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 crazy. I think I personally think I think the Dolphins win this one. I think that uh, Tua gets the ball out quicker than what the front's going to do for uh, Cleveland on them. So I think that Tua having a big game. I see Tua having a big game yardage wise, especially with these guys. You know, and you just you throw a five yard slant and Tyreek Hill takes it for twenty each time. You know, and even right. Waddle, these guys. It, it's a high-powered offense, and McDaniel's got these guys. They got him going. It sucks to say, but I, the Dolphins win this game for sure. I think the Browns keep it tight, and I think it's yeah. I think it's I, low I scoring. Think, I think we're talking. You think like, it's low scoring? I think it's another twenty to seventeen because I think they're going to really lean on those two running backs, and they're going to try to burn clock and keep that offense off the field. Uh, you know, yeah, kind, kind of the same thing the Dolphins tried to do to us when we played them is just, you know, wear our defense out over time. And, and that that's the one thing is the Dolphins defense is not good. They're opportunistic. If you make a mistake, they're going to make you pay. Uh, and I mean, that's been three years running now. I mean, they won, they won last week because of a, a blocked punt that was returned for a touchdown. You know, that like as good as that offense was as many stats as they put up that defense without that defensive touchdown, they don't win that game. Yeah. So, you, you think uh, the addition of Bradley Chubb uh, kind of helps this defense? I think it does, but not in this, not against a team like the Browns. Uh, yeah, you know the, those two dudes are going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball hard. And Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb is unreal. It, uh, the fact that Kareem Hunt hasn't been moved out of there yet astonishes me. It's yeah, it's it's insane. He's a starting running back anywhere else, pretty much. Everywhere else, except for, yeah, everywhere uh, else, except for probably Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I think they, they lean on those two a lot. And I think they try to burn the clock and keep the dolphins. The dolphins are a team that you like, they, they, they're rhythmic, right? They got to be in a flow and when they flow, the floodgates open. So if you can keep them off the field and prevent them from hitting that, you know, hitting that mojo, you can keep yeah, get them into third, get them into third and longs and get them into. Yeah. And just keep uh, them off the field, short drives. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you look, it's, what the Bears kind of did a little bit last week to keep it close until the Dolphins again got, you know, the Bears hit a couple big plays, the Dolphins hit a couple big plays right back, and they got in their groove, you know. Um, the Dolphins take this, but I think the Browns keep it closer than people think. Yeah. Uh, another snore fest, the Broncos and the Titans. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we're we're going to watch Russ uh, ride Broncos country to... You know, watching King Henry run for a hundred. Let's ride! Oh my God! Let's ride! I can't stand it. <laughs> I used to think he was a like a, a good dude, like the the kind yeah. of guy you'd want in your locker room. And then you hear these stories, and you're like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, it's it's too much. I think it's too much. You hear the story about him doing doing uh, lunges in the middle of the aisle on the airplane while they're flying. I just I, and you see the memes where the guys are sleeping and they wake up and it's just Russell Wilson next to him. I don't know, man. He just he does too much. He does too much. And I think that uh fake comes across as very fake at this point. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's coming across like where I I feel like you're just doing this now for attention. There's 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 more to this than you just being the humble guy. I mean, even that subway commercial he did which was god awful. It's just cringy, man. Hearing him talk and hearing his stories is just ultimate cringe. Yeah. You know, and I think it all started with that video of him, like, basically shadow playing, like, you know, boxer shadow box. Like, he he was out there, like, pretending he's calling a play in a huddle, coming out, like, letting, oh, yeah. like, letting the team get set. But he's the only one on the field. And I think, like, that whole thing got enough weird attention that he was like, I'm going to stay weird. Yeah, I'm gonna so, keep doing this. Somebody caught a candid moment of me in my process, and now like 
the weirdness is out there. So I'm just going to steer into the weird and I, I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. And I, he's not playing well. And uh, is Malik Willis starting this game? Is Tannehill back or is Malik Willis starting this game? Uh, Not sure on that one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I think the Titans win this one. I think the Titans played a really good game against the chiefs. Just, couple plays here and there didn't go their way, especially some calls here and there. But uh, I personally think that the Titans are going to be able to just run all over this Broncos defense. Yeah. Especially with Bradley Chubb gone. And it seems like they're just in some sort of rebuild mode. But then again, they're not because they paid a quarter of a million dollars to this quarterback. This is about past off season, which I, they're shopping Judy. There's, situations with their running backs i mean it sucks javante williams tore his acl he's off for the year i i don't know melvin Melvin gordon mean mugging russ every chance he gets yeah it just seems like there's just a lot of dysfunction in the team and the thing wouldn't be happy to be a broncos fan because i agree with you i think the titans and uh from what i saw it said uh Tannehill's still limited so it looks like malik willis is leaning towards starting yeah Um, i think his just athletic ability gives them more right now yeah. with the fact that it may not be pretty at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, how do you like, think about the Broncos team from last year. You look at them on paper and you're like, God, if they had a quarterback and then they changed head coaches and quarterbacks and it all went to shit. I don't get it's, it. Yeah. It would complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. You looked at their defense and they're, Maybe, maybe offense, everything besides the quarterback. The I don't know. Maybe, maybe you keep the coach and change the like because you literally everyone said they're like, dude, if this team had a quarterback, they would, they would, they'd be them. Yeah, it'd be a Super Bowl contender, and they got the quarterback. They thought. Yeah, I mean, jury's still out, but it doesn't look good. Definitely doesn't look good. Uh, I'm definitely taking the Titans and a big game, a big game from King Henry and an adequate game from from Willis if he gets the nod. Uh, speaking of a team that changed coaches and it worked out better than anybody planned, the Giants hosting the Texans, and that one, I believe, is going to be ugly. Yes, I think it's going to be an ugly game. Low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah. I think I think the Giants sneak out a win because I just feel the Texans are just going to somehow find a way to beat themselves. Uh, you've seen the Texans jump out to an early lead against the Eagles. Uh, what was it Thursday night football last week? And it just, I mean, that, that going back to the Thursday night game, that game wasn't that bad. That wasn't a stinker, no. I would say, but it, but still, you still watch the Texans. But um, I think the Giants sneak out a win. I really like what the ball is doing with the Barkley. Um, it seems like, like a culture shift happened in New York where the guys are, starting to buy in with what the ball is trying to preach down there. And I mean, Hey, if you're a giants fan, you got to be happy with what's going on right now. Right. Based on what's happened the last 10 years or wouldn't even with Eli here. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, Eli's uh, last few years were ugly and I mean, uh, having Saquon healthy is huge. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, this this team is not as good as their record shows. They're only going to go as far as Danny Dimes takes them, but um, you know they're they're going to win this game. They're going to benefit from you know the schedule that they're running right now. Uh, interestingly enough, the Texans being the third lowest scoring team in the league with outscoring currently only the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Rams, which I didn't see coming. Yeah. They've outscored the Rams. The Texans have outscored the Rams by My two points this year. God. Yeah, that's not good. No, it t- tells you how Defending bad. Super Bowl champions. Yeah, shows you how bad things have gotten in L.A. But uh, the Giants are going to take this one. I agree with you. Low-scoring affair. Um, might, might Fantasy owners might be happy to have Barkley on the field this week, though. Oh, that, yeah. That'll be big. I see him having a 150, maybe a touchdown, five, six catches. Kind of game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, The Jaguars are going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. I want to say the Chiefs run with that one, but this feels like a Jags game, and I don't know why. It's like a trap. It feels like a trap. Yeah, I can see see why you think that. I I personally think that the Chiefs are going to blow them out the water. 
but I can see why you think that. I just don't, I don't believe in Trevor Lawrence. I don't want to throw out that bust word, but it's, it, it does not look good. I just, I don't know, man. I like Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne is a really good player. Seems like he's coming along and he's starting to get, you know, his, his feet wet. So I think the Chiefs went uh, in a blowout, to be honest. I think this is the blowout game. I, I, I call this one the blowout one. And I, I can definitely appreciate that. Um, I, I would love to see where this Jaguars team would be if they didn't waste a year on the Urban Meyer experiment, and if they had given Gardner Minshew a real shot. Yeah. Like, if yeah, you put it, Gardner it, Minshew on this team, I wonder how they're doing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. It seemed like they had a better. There was just a bit more better energy surrounding the team when he was in there, and it, they they were a better team. They just seemed like a better team. Yeah, and I mean they were they were a better team with worse players and like worse leadership. Yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah. I'm I'm a big Gardner Minshew fan, and I I I want him to go somewhere and start because I think he can in the NFL, and he's proven that he can in every in every level he's played, and just. You know, he he was putting up good numbers and I mean his numbers in Jacksonville on a worse team with worse talent matched Baker Mayfield's best season in Cleveland. And I believe if you switch those two, one's numbers plummet and the other one's skyrocket. I don't know. I want to see him get a shot. That's just me. Uh he's not gonna get the shot in this game, and I I the Chiefs are gonna win. It wouldn't shock me if it's not like pulling it out on the last drive, though. Because I, I do okay. think I don't know why. But I feel like this game is that proving the Chiefs just aren't who they've been in the past. They're still a very yeah. good team, still a top tier team in the AFC, but just not quite, you know, the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why you, I can see why you think that. I just it's hard for me to believe in those Jaguars, man. It just doesn't seem like you know, and I, I, get my, I get myself in trouble believing in the Jaguars more than I ever <laughs> and I hate Jacksonville. I went there once, never again. Just a mind game, man. <laughs> a mind game. Yeah, I'm, I'm traumatized from uh, a couple bad Bills losses to him. I guess. Oh I my god! Beat everybody all the time. Both of them low scoring, horrible games. Ugh. Like, oh my god! I wasn't even thinking about that. Those two. The playoff, the playoff, <laughs> and then the one last year. Playoff game. I, last year. I actually wasn't even thinking of the one last year. There, a couple of years back, the Bills were on a decent tear, and they lost to a bad Jacksonville team too. And I'm just like, why? Jacksonville just has that thing. Um. But uh, moving on to a, another another rough game, the Saints and the Steelers. Mm. And we don't even mm. have to spend much time on this one because there's not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, I mean, besides Michael Thomas missing his the entire season because of his dislocated toe. It's yeah. just, I don't know that's what that is. I mean, he's going to retire, right? I, uh, he, I mean, he has hasn't to played ro- for years, and he robbed them of that contract. <laughs> Has, hasn't played what feels like three years. Uh, the resurgence of Andy Dalton as a saint. I don't know. Yeah, if he doesn't look bad. I don't know if you can call it a resurgence, but no, I see what you're saying. It's more of he, he's having a good year. He's having a good year. I mean, they're sticking with him. They're going with him over Jameis, so they obviously. Yeah, they had, something. I I think they just like what he brings to the table a little bit more. I mean, nineteen for twenty nine for two ten one and one last week. You know, they're not asking him to do a ton, but they're you know, and they're not getting a ton out of him. But you know, you're not asking him to go and be and set the world on fire. You're asking him not to lose games for him. You know, I I don't think he's going to lose this game. Yeah, I agree. I think the Saints win. I think the Saints win in a close one. So I yeah. think that uh, close low scoring affair uh, because I don't think the Steelers' offense can score points. Yeah, I don't think so Most, as well, and I don't think they can stop anything. No, and, and this Saints defense is quietly very good. Yeah, yeah, Saints defense has been quietly very good for the past few seasons, I would say. Oh, my God. Compared to the years with Drew Brees. We, we are boiling down uh, the stretch here, and there is maybe one more good game to talk about. Oh, my God. There's I, a bunch of stinkers this Sunday, uh, huh? Oh, this is the toilet bowl week. Week oh 10. Oh, my God. Week 10, a giant flusher. And then if Josh is out, it just makes it even worse. Right? Oh, man. This this feels like a bye week for some reason. Like uh, just, <laughs> For the entire NFL. <laughs> so here you go. The Colts and the Raiders. 
Oh, man. Colts going to Vegas. Got a team with a new head coach, and then you got a team where there was a report on Twitter where somebody uh, used a parody account for Adam Schefter and reported that Josh McDaniels was fired. And it wasn't fired. It was just a parody account. So, yeah, you got two two organizations coming in to where you're dealing with that at your head coach level where you're they're saying Josh McDaniels on the hot seat. They just got rid of Frank Wright and they brought in Jeff Saturday, an ESPN analyst, just off the street, with which I'm no coaching experience, just a little bit of high school coaching experience from Georgia or wherever he coached at. And I so a part of me likes the idea. I think it's just. It's different. I think it's different. I think it's different. You usually you hear interim coaches, you think it's their defensive coordinator, their assistant head coach, whoever involved in the organization gets moved up, especially with them. They had Gus Bradley as their defensive coordinator. So it's like you assume that Gus Bradley would have been the guy to move up. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm not opposed to the idea of Jeff Saturday, but it is different and it's weird that it's happening. But Congrats to him, man. I think that uh, there's a thing with the new coach. I feel like there's a thing in the locker room when it comes yeah, to a there, new coach. There's an energy. In. There's an aura that comes with it. Yeah, it's like just like a fresh start. And personally, I'm going to take the Colts just based on that. I'm going to take I the Colts on based on the fact that the Raiders can't find a way to win a game. That is true as well. Yeah, it's it's it is crazy with the roster they have. You you would think they'd be able to at least be like you said that board like Derek Derek Carr that Kirk Cousins the 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 borderline the fantastically average yeah river that they flow on. I mean, the Raiders finally started des- deciding to throw the ball to Devontae last week and still found a way to lose. I just I it, it makes no sense. My my it mind. makes it makes no sense. Josh Jacobs having a career year and the last Aaron two, Waller the last two weeks. He hasn't done much. Yeah, no, he hasn't. I, I, I know he was off to a hard, I know he was off to a hot start and then Darren Waller not being there hurts. It seems that Hunter Renfro just disappeared off the face of the earth yeah, and, after, after the overtime fumble. Just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a lost confidence thing, whether he lost confidence, they lost confidence in him, but it doesn't look good. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, that I, I'm intrigued by the Jeff Saturday hire. Like you said, it comes with it. Like there's an energy about it. There's an aura about it. I had a conversation with somebody a while back about, actually it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my buddy Dan was on the show and we talked about how, like how the Raiders last year, they had an interim head coach, had them believing in themselves, had them playing really, really well went out and made a splash move for a talented wide receiver because that was the thing. Is like, look what these guys are doing, and the, the talent level just isn't there. But then you replace the head coach with a shiny new toy, and it all went to shit. And now the Colts, so they remove Frank Reich, who it comes out, uh, and this is kind of a newsflash to those in Buffalo who just love the name Frank Reich. He didn't call plays in Philly when that offense was insane. That was Peterson. So... I don't know where they like the, the, he's not the offensive guru that people like gave him credit for. So maybe the thought is they remove him. Let the offensive coordinator run the offense, but let run the, let the defensive coordinator run the defense and just have your head coach manage the game, call the timeouts. You know, he knows the game of football, right? He played with one of the one, one of, if not the, top two greatest quarterbacks, one of the top two greatest quarterbacks that ever suited up for years. He played center. He makes calls on the line. He understands, you know, cadences. He understands the flow of the game. He understands the clock management side of it. And, oh, maybe he can motivate a little bit because maybe he can look at these guys and be like, you know what? I know I don't do it right now, but I did it not so long ago and can level on, you know, with these guys on that, on that plane. This may this may rewrite who you look for as a coach. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a, it's one of those moments where if this is successful, this is a a game changer. Where like the the trend where they were hiring all the young coordinators or any coordinator that's related or even stayed in the same locker room as Sean McVay, but um, 
it's 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 a new trend that they're going towards with these new hiring college coaches and just staying young and just thinking fresh and out the box instead of the traditional hire from within or hire the same coaches that had success at this spot 15 years ago or you know i mean imagine a world where a guy like and not that brady would do it but a guy like rogers retires and a year later he's a head coach doesn't run you know doesn't run the gamut of being a coordinator doesn't start as a position coach doesn't do that side of it just they look and say you know what we put a guy in place that that can run the offense we put a guy in place that can run the defense your job is to manage the game and motivate the players and again i don't think rogers is that guy but just as an example of somebody coming up on like or, or no Sam. yeah i agree yeah even uh, a guy like uh brady a guy like uh uh ben roethlisberger or quarterbacks that can just go right in and yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know the, the the incredibly intelligent offensive lineman, your 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 middle linebacker that was the quarterback of your defense, like these guys who, you know, had to be cerebral on the field and know the game, just get plugged into that headman coat, like Tony uh, Romo, right? Uh, oh my God, what a great pull, fantastic pull. But I mean, I think that perfect example. If if this Jeff if if this works with Jeff Saturday, uh, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked when people start trying it more. Yeah, just like, just like hiring everybody that ever worked for Bill Belichick. <laughs> anybody that's uh, sniffed uh, eat lunch with him, anything. <laughs> and and not a single one of them really worked out. But another story for another time. Uh, the Cardinals and the Rams talk about a boring game. The Cardinals suck. The Cardinals are so bad. Yeah, it, it, it frustrates me the way that Kyler Murray plays football. And I, I like to play football myself. I'm, I consider myself a, a small quarterback, so it's hard. It, I, I always root for the I always root for the smaller quarterbacks in the NFL. I just I've always had. I always root for the short guys, and I just hope they do well. But it's hard to root for a guy like Kyler Murray. It just seems like I don't I don't know, man. I, I heard about I heard McCoy say in a podcast that it's just he's like one of those backyard draw him up type guys that just doesn't seem to understand the offense and it's it's hard to root for a team like that and then i love deandre hopkins i like james connor jj watt how can you not be a fan of them but uh i don't know man it i that that team goes as far as kyler goes and it's it's not looking good not looking good and same thing for the other side the rams just seem to be in dysfunction i read that concussions and protocol Stafford's in concussion protocol this week so who knows if he even starts I don't know he he might need a week off I when they came out with that elbow tendonitis thing in the in the uh, the preseason I've said it all year I mean his arm doesn't look right and tendonitis doesn't go to go away by 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 using it you know that's one of those things you got to shut it down and let it heal and he's never had the he hasn't had the opportunity to do that uh, Allen Robinson going there and being completely irrelevant is yeah, just non-existent. Yeah, you know, to the point that like they're they're begging o, uh, Odell to come back, and yeah. Odell's probably like, I'm not coming back to play for a team that's not even going to be in the playoffs. Although you're yeah. in Tennessee, so maybe you will be in the playoffs, but that's beside the point. Um, I mean the Cardinals. I I agree with you. I I loved the preseason stuff about. Kingsbury looking at Murray and being like, okay, you want to call plays, call plays. And it was like negative two yards, no yards, negative two yards, punt. Yeah. Like, like, okay. And again, if you use it as like a teaching mechanism, why did you call that? This is what I would have called. Why did you call that? And like teach him, learn him, or just show him how wrong he is. And then, I mean, now, now you're a dude who statistically, and I'm going to find it, I'm going to find the graphic I made last year about Kyler Murray stats with and without D hop and how much, how big of a difference there is. And last week you're fighting with him on the sidelines. Like that is, that dude is the only reason anyone thinks you're good. Yeah. That is, that is in my opinion, D hop is the best receiver in the league. Oh, I love, I love DeAndre healthy. No one's better. He can run routes like Diggs. He can go up top and get it like Megatron used to. He can beat you deep like Tyreek can. He can burn you like other people. Like he's he can every everything the top receivers can do, he can do. But he's in every category. And you're gonna sit there and argue with him. You're gonna yell at him on the sidelines. That dude should tell you to shut up and sit down. Yeah. 
I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know who wins this game. I think the, I think the Rams might actually, uh, might actually pull one out here. I was going to say, I think the Rams sneak in a win. I think Aaron Donald makes a couple huge plays in the fourth quarter and it's one of those stinkers. I think a 24, 21 type game. Yeah. Just boring. How did we get here type football? Yeah. Boring. Yeah. A bunch of turnovers and a bunch of punts. Cow- Cowboys are going to whoop the crap out of the Packers. I think so too. I think the Packers lose their fifth straight game. Cowboys are a good team and they got a really good defense over there. And then Dak Prescott, I'm not a fan of Dak Prescott. Um, and I just, I, he's, when he's clicking, that's a tough team. Yeah. Very, very tough team. And I mean, are they just going to stick with Tony Pollard? I mean, just stick with Tony Pollard, Dallas. I don't understand the whole Zeke starting thing. I mean, this guy's averaging almost eight yards a carry. Yeah, I, I, Zeke is the prototypical why you don't pay running backs. Running backs. Oh yeah, Todd Gurley. That yeah, hundred percent. They're they're just they're not worth it. I mean, even Derrick Henry. You know, he's he's had a couple great a couple good games the last couple weeks. He's not the same after the injury, and it he, they hit twenty six and they go downhill, and any any injury any missed time and it just gets accentuated and i mean i i would love for them to just roll with pollard he's he's a rocket man that that dude takes the ball and goes north south and goes north south hard he makes though he makes people make those business decisions that we were told zach moss was going to make people make yeah yeah oh yeah yeah but yeah that that didn't work out no no, but the the Cowboys are going to roll in that one, and I I don't think anybody's going to argue that. No, I think the Cowboys. That's that, and the Chiefs are the blowouts. I think they blow out the Packers. The, I don't uh, think they, I don't think I think Rodgers is going to have a very tough time with Michael Parsons coming I, for his life. I, I think Roger, if Rodgers has one more tough game, he might walk off in the middle. If he, he might he might <laughs> fold it at halftime. I think I'm yeah, going to pull Avante Davis. Yeah. <laughs> uh this is going to be probably, in my opinion, one of the better games this week. The Chargers, who are quietly sitting at five and three, and I say quietly because it it felt like they just fell off a cliff, but somehow they're five and three, taking on the 49ers who look like a brand new team since they got Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, the 49ers, final 49ers are a really good team. I think the addition of Christian McCaffrey just makes them so much better and their defense is no joke that's that that defense is nothing to play with and yeah i i'm that's probably the game of the week yeah that's probably definitely the game of the week it's it's two tough teams west coast game so you're looking at a man you're looking at a, i think it's a shootout oh yeah i personally think it's a shootout herbert i'm a big fan of herbert it just seems like uh there's just times where he just does dumb things i think he just makes bad decisions I, I think he he suffers from the same thing Josh does, but I think he he suffers from it for a different reason. Uh, I think he press he presses too much. I think he tries to do too much sometimes, and I think it's because he's trying to make up for the shortcomings of his head coach, who is kind of an idiot, from what I can tell. Like just poor decisions um, across the board there. But uh, I think Herbert is. I think he gets in trouble because he does try to do too much. But uh, I also think. Uh, I forget, I forget who somebody compared him to. Oh my god, it's gonna piss me off. Yeah, he's uh, uh yeah. Actually, no, you know who it is. It's Philip Rivers. Oh, he's that's a great be, comparison. He's gonna be the next Philip Rivers. He's gonna go out. He's always gonna do well. He's gonna have great. He's gonna have good stats. Look at the team he's on too. Yeah, he's, gonna, crazy. he's gonna be on a on a team that's pretty good. You know, has has a good defensive end. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Rivers had one in Sean Merriman. Oh, yeah. um, you know, had some talent around him, just like Rivers did, but just can't, like, is on a franchise that, for whatever reason, just can't get over the hump. Um, and then the 49ers, man, I mean, the, this team made a bunch of running backs you've never heard of look really good. And then they got the best running back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing, Kyle, I mean, how can you not be a fan of Kyle Shanahan's coaching? I mean, 
the man just seems like a magician out there sometimes with the things he does with his offense. And last I, week he's he's out there playing Madden against your little brother who doesn't understand how to play, and you're running, yeah. you know, the the halfback pass play, and you know, then lot like, oh, I'm gonna put him in the slot, <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just fooling with people, and yeah, man, it's. And then you see their running backs go over to Miami and now they're doing successful. It's just the addition of Christian McCaffrey, I think just makes, I I think that takes them to a whole different level. That takes the pressure off of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. Yes. I agree a hundred percent where he he doesn't have to do too much. And and it it's better for McCaffrey because he doesn't have to do too much because, Oh, Brandon Ayuk doesn't suck, and Debo Samuel doesn't suck, and George Kittle doesn't suck, and that defense is pretty solid. Like, you put a dude who's been the best part of a bad, like one of the best in the league, who is the best part of a bad team, and you put him on a good roster, and look what's happening. This is going to be a good game. I the 49ers pull this out. Yeah, I think I think so as well. The the CMC infused 49ers, I think are a very close, uh, might bet a paycheck on them to make the Super Bowl or at least make a run this year because yeah, they're a contender for sure. I agree a hundred percent. Definitely a team to be afraid of going, going through the playoffs. I, I would like to point out the fact that, uh, as soon as Trey Lance got hurt and they were rolling with Jimmy G after they restructured his contract where he's done this year and he can be a free agent, do whatever he wants. It's like, listen, you lost your kid for the year. Uh, the kid is still your future as of right now. And the only way that you talk to Jimmy G about an extension or, you know, re-signing is if he wins it all, but you got to give him the opportunity to win it all. You got to go all in this. It's a win. It's a win now year. And guess what? Mm -hmm. They made the move to win it. So let's see how that pans out. And we're going to round out the week with Monday night football, the Washington commanders and all the ridiculousness coming out about Dan Snyder, finally possibly selling the team, the the ownership group that's allegedly getting together that includes like Matthew McConaughey and two other actors or some shit wanting really? to, to buy them. I don't know, man. It's wild. The commanders are a shit show. Uh, going to Philly to play the Eagles, and I would tell you that the Eagles are going to blow this out. But it's a prime time division game, and I don't, I, I don't, I, I, I can't make that bet. Yeah, I think I think Washington covers, but I think they lose in a close one to Philly. It's just like you said, those division games, um, Heineke somehow, hey man, that dude, he's like a mini Fitzpatrick. <laughs> he really is. He just reminds me of Fitzpatrick so much. I mean, the dude will throw into triple coverage and no matter who's on, who's on who. Big fan of Terry McLaurin. The story with Brian Robinson this year is just incredible. I, it's hard not to root for him. Um but I think that Jalen Hurts and this offense, they're just clicking. And the defense, too. They're just they're they are playing really well. I mean, they're the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, yeah. it's hard to say. It's, they're the best team in the NFL right now. And they're, they're showing why Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP level. A.J. Brown is playing at an MVP oh level. It's ridiculous what he's doing. Miles Sanders is no joke. They got a really, really good team there in Philly. They really, really do, and um, I, I've been rooting for them all year, rooting for AJ Brown all year. So happy he's not in the AFC anymore, and yeah. excited to see what he's doing. Uh, I'm not calling the Eagle. I don't think the Eagles go undefeated. This feels like the game that they might drop on accident. But I'll tell you what, man, it's hard to bet against them because they've been playing really, really well. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's. It's good. It's cool. It's fun to see. It's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I I really like the Eagles. I really like everything. Yeah, it's a very entertaining offense. You know, Jalen Hurts running around and just diming people left and right. And then you got Darius Slay and Fletcher Cox and these boys just just balling right now. They're balling. Yeah, both sides. They're both on, sides of the football. Both sides of the balls. Uh, you know, you, you, you had a feeling like, okay, the Cowboys were going to test them and they just went, yeah, yeah, they just, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, they're, they're, they're the best team in the league, best team in the NFC and they they could go through Philly in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to, um, and a lot of that, a lot of that being because the Niners had a slow start with everything that happened and dropped a Mm -hmm. couple of dumb games they shouldn't have dropped, but, 
Uh, the Eagles stay healthy, man. Look out. Sky's the limit because, and, and that's really the biggest thing is they haven't really dealt with an injury bug. You know, you talk about the Bills, you talk about everything that the Bills have been through this year, and you talk about the injuries and how, you know, how banged up they've been. You know, the Eagles haven't dealt with that, and it shows. Uh, you know, they're they're running a rough shot right now, and I think that continues this week, despite the fact that part of like something in the back of my head says eh, maybe, but yeah, screw it. I'm going. I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the Talk Eagles won a close one. I did. <laughs> I think Washington covers, though. I think Washington definitely covers. I think it's a close game, division game, and I wouldn't be surprised if Washington sneaked out a win. Yeah. I would not be surprised if that happened. I, I hate picking division games, man. They're so it tough. sucks. They're so yeah. tough. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for our uh, week 10 preview here. Uh, my man, Tito, anything for the good of the order? Anything you want to say? Shout outs? Any, uh, you know, sh- any more shameless plugs? Because yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for the shameless plug. Jaws, I appreciate you having me on. This was fun. Um, guys, if you can check out the Hold That Thought podcast on YouTube. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, we've got some dope stuff, man. Catch up on all the episodes. Uh, also, make sure you subscribe and follow Hats, Tats, and Stats and Common Debauchery, the two-point conversion, uh, tip of the cap. I mean, these guys are doing great things, man. I'm in this podcast game because of guys like you, and I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much, Jazz. Uh, it was my pleasure, man. I'll t- I you know, love talking sports with you. I loved having you on. It was a great time. So uh, that being said, Hats, Tats, and Stats, part of the BICBP Radio Network, BICBP-radio.com. Find us on Facebook. Uh, just type in tip or whoops, wrong one. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HTS underscore pod. Like, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends. And as always, on behalf of myself, T-Wave, Big Diesel, Bold Claim Ben, the Statman, and Tito, Uh, thanks for joining me again, my friend. And as always go bills. We'll catch you guys next week. Go bills, baby. Stay.